Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Benjamin Dixon Show is only possible with listener support. Go to www.thebenjamindixonshow.com to register for our blog and join the Progressive Army. I do not make this decision lightly. And regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. Now, I would encourage the President and his team to fully cooperate with this investigation in the interests of transparency. We are committed to getting the answers for the American public. Nothing more. Nothing less. That is the voice of Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy announcing yesterday his intention to launch an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This comes on the heels of the threats that emerge from the House Freedom Caucus and from the likes of Matt Gates, who, despite Speaker McCarthy capitulating and doing this most ridiculous stunt of launching an impeachment inquiry, one without a vote from the House of Representatives, and then two, without enough evidence to convince many Republicans, despite Speaker McCarthy going the distance with the, how should I say, the dummies in his party, like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, here's audio of Matt Gates turning on Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy anyway. On this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. So Speaker McCarthy was trying to get ahead of this. Uh, if you would recall, at the beginning of this session in Congress, Matt Gates put on quite the performance, holding out his vote to confirm Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. And after much uh, spectacle, he finally capitulated and gave his vote to Speaker McCarthy uh, based on a couple of promises. And uh, apparently, Speaker McCarthy isn't moving fast enough. And here is Matt Gates specifically referencing this impeachment inquiry. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the speaker isn't real. At this point during Democrat control over the House of Representatives, they had already brought in Don Jr. three times, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. 
Yes, because this is what it's all about. It's really about Hunter Biden and any possibility of them finding some type of criminal connection between Biden, Hunter Biden and his father, Joe Biden. The problem is, though, is that they literally have no evidence. In fact, they have so little evidence that they aren't able to convince Republicans. Here is Republican Representative Ken Buck speaking with Anderson Cooper, stating very clearly at this point he has not seen sufficient evidence to even launch an inquiry into an impeachment. Two days ago, you said that the time for impeachment is when there's evidence linking President Biden to a high crime or misdemeanor. You said, quote, that doesn't exist right now. Do you still feel that way tonight? I have not seen any evidence that links uh, President Biden to Hunter Biden's activities at this point. I will be getting a briefing later in the week. I'm looking forward to uh, understanding more of what the Oversight Committee has uncovered. But at this point, I have, I have not seen that evidence. At this point, he has not seen that evidence. This is a Republican stating that he has not seen sufficient evidence to launch an inquiry into President Joe Biden. But of course, that particular Republican, along with all the other Republicans, are hedging their bets because if they can successfully launch an impeachment, even without evidence, then it doesn't matter that they don't have evidence. Evidence into what? Well, great question. I'm glad you asked. They are still talking about Burisma. From 2019, in fact, it's the very issue that landed Donald Trump in trouble in the first place uh, was his relentless pursuit of anything that he could use from Hunter Biden's time on the board of Burisma to slam Joe Biden in the election. And this is what got him in trouble. This is what Republicans still cling to, despite it being investigated and debunked. Here is the reaction from the other chamber in Congress. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer had this to say about the impeachment inquiry. I think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better, not go off on these chases and uh, witch hunts. The bottom line is, as we've said, you can only accomplish keeping the government open in a bipartisan way. I have sympathy with Speaker McCarthy. He's in a difficult position. But sometimes you've got to tell these people who are way off the deep end, who have no interest in helping the American people, who just want to pursue their own witch hunts, that they can't go forward with it. So I'm disappointed. I think it's absurd. But we are not going to let it stop us here in the Senate from keeping the government open and working in a bipartisan way. Because that's another part of this. The House uh, Freedom Caucus is trying to use this as another means of shutting down the government to stop the funding necessary to keep the government open. Here is the Senate Minority Leader, Republican Mitch McConnell, letting the Republicans in the House of Representatives know uh, you're on your own with this. Uh, well, uh, look, we got our hands full here uh, trying to get through the appropriations process and not have an omnibus. And uh, I don't have any advice to give to the House. They've got a totally different set of challenges than we do. And so I think the best advice for the Senate is to do our job and we'll see how this plays out later. So he clearly wants nothing to do with this. He's trying to distance himself. But like most Republicans, they're going to hedge their bets. If there's a possibility to throw an actual impeachment into the political calculus just before the election, they will 
absolutely do it. In fact, here's Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from the state of Georgia saying that she wants to draw this out that long. What I actually want to see is I want to see a very deep dive, a detailed investigation, no matter how long it takes. And it may take months and months. Um, it may go all the way to the November election. But what we need to do is we need to investigate Joe Biden. But we also need to investigate the web of people that exist in our federal agencies, the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA, and many others serving not only in this administration, the former administration, and the one before it, maybe even further. We need to find the people that have covered up Joe Biden's crimes and all of the Biden family's corruption. She went on to say that she really believes in gutting the federal government, which is the plan. Also, listen to how broad of a net they're trying to cast. Uh, I want to play a clip before we go to break of Jim Comer, Representative Jim Comer, who's making it clear he just really wants to get into President Biden's personal accounts and see what they can find. All we want to do is see their personal bank accounts to make sure that Joe Biden wasn't getting his 10 percent and, and make sure this. that Hunter Biden w was uh, was telling the truth when he said that he had to give his salary, half his salary to his father. All right. We have a lot more to cover after this break. I, in fact, I didn't even get a chance to welcome you, ladies, gentlemen, and gender nonconforming individuals to the Benjamin Dixon show. After this break, we have to cover the Seattle cop who laughed at the scene of a fatal crash caused by another police officer. And also we'll be discussing Elizabeth Warren demanding an investigation into Elon Musk and SpaceX. And finally, I have a study that shows that there is an effect that social prejudice in white people has on democracy. The more racist a person is, the more likely they are to oppose democracy. Doesn't that sound about white? More of the Benjamin Dixon show after this break. place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details with Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to The Benjamin Dixon Show. Visit us online at TheBenjaminDixonShow.com. Reckless legislative joyride that the extremists are trying to take the American people on 
which may end in a government shutdown that will hurt the American people, hurt business, and hurt the economy, falls squarely at the feet of the extremists in the House Republican Conference. And it's our hope that some common sense will prevail. But as Catherine Clark indicated, there are no moderates left in the House Republican Conference. They talk a good game, but at the end of the day, they all do the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. Bend the knee to Donald Trump. That's absolutely correct. That was the voice of uh, Democratic Representative Hakeem Jeffries, uh, the minority leader from New York, making it very clear there are no moderates left in this Republican Party. Let's let's just be clear about it. Even those Republicans who are, you know, hedging their bets, saying that I haven't seen the evidence yet. They are a part of this machine that is the Republican apparatus that has made the decision. Listen, I spotted it almost 15 years ago, which is why I started getting into politics in the first place. Uh, somewhere about 15 years ago, I started paying really close attention to the techniques being used by politicians. And I noticed that Republicans were operating in bad faith and that they were in a game of chicken with the Democrats. They were always headed to this extremely destructive era and here we are in the fullness of their destructive nature, in the, in the fullness of their radical politics. They are willing to destroy this country for the smallest political gain. And quite honestly, they do not care how ridiculous they look while they do it. Here is Senator Ted Cruz from the state of Texas making it clear that all the evidence they have right now at best against Joe Biden is circumstantial. But I mean, never mind the fact that they don't even have circumstantial evidence. But here is a clip of Senator Ted Cruz from Texas making it clear on Fox News last night that he believes that they have circumstantial evidence and that should be enough to convict or in this case to impeach. What? It's pretty damn good evidence. Circumstantial evidence. People are convicted and sent to jail every day of the week based on circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial evidence is you draw inferences from the circumstances. Even in their inference drawing from this alleged circumstantial evidence, you still don't have Republicans on board. Here is a fabulous clip of Jessica Tarlov on The Five. She is the resident liberal on Fox News. Here she is breaking down all of the Republicans who said they don't have the evidence. But it's strange that members of the Republican Party who serve in Congress don't agree with him. So much so that they're on record saying things like this. David Joyce, Congressman, I'm not seeing the facts or evidence. Dusty Johnson, there's a constitutional legal test that you have to meet with evidence, and I haven't seen it. Don Bacon, there should be a direct link to the president and some of the evidence. I think we need to have more concrete evidence to go down that path. And then Ken Buck, the time for impeachment is the time when there's evidence linking President Biden. And I don't think that evidence has been presented. Now, these are not people who are Democrats. They're not members of the lamestream media or whatever you want to call it. Those are Republican Congress people. Yep. Republican Congress people who think this is a waste of time. Listen, again, like I said, I don't really care if they impeach Joe Biden, if they have something to impeach him over. 
You will never find me defending a politician if that politician has done something wrong. I just don't get that pot committed. I don't get that invested into any politician. So if they had something on Joe Biden, by all means, please impeach him. But the reality is, is that they don't. And this is a tit for tat. This is retribution from Donald Trump. Donald Trump was with Marjorie Taylor Greene the night before this impeachment inquiry dropped. Um, at least Stefanik had a conversation uh, with him as well. That this is this has Donald Trump's tiny little fingerprints all over it, without question. The other part of this is loyalty, right? These are people the the peop, the Republicans supporting this have a level of fealty and and, and dedication to Donald Trump that would s- s- let them engage in what we should just call the impeachment games, right? And then finally, you have a movement in the conservative party that understands the power of schadenfreude. They understand that if they could just muddy the waters with as many impeachments as they can going forward, then the next legitimate impeachment of a president like Donald Trump uh, will will not either not happen or will not be taken seriously because you have Republicans who are willing to destroy our method of holding presidents accountable just so that they can get a president in there who could do whatever they want. Listen to this clip of Representative Scott Perry, Republican from Pennsylvania, losing his cool when asked about the actual evidence. Can I tell us what actual evidence do you have as opposed to allegations to show to the American public that would merit an actual impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden and prove that today isn't just about some of you. Oh, I don't know. McCarthy for the sake of enacting political revenge. Uh, this this isn't about political revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Bidens own can't be afforded on a, on a congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interests. Those things aren't normal. That's not normal to have 20 shell country, companies. These things are not normal, and it alludes to not only just widespread corruption, but money laundering, if not influence peddling itself. And we also have the president, on, or the vice president at the time, on record saying that the prosecutor was fired. Well, son of a bitch. The prosecutor was fired, right? Because the prosecutor was going after the, the company that his son was working on. That's what we have. If you can't see that, if you are, if you are that blunt, look, I'll turn it over to the attorneys. People can't see that. They think it's political revenge. It's because you don't report on it. <laughs> actually, this uh, Burisma has been so reported on that I actually covered it myself back 29. This is why I hate covering these stories, to be honest with you. Because every time I dig into it, I end up finding out just how full of stuff these Republicans are and how much time we end up wasting debunking their allegations that tantamount to nothing literally in fact i took the entire um document of evidence that the house republicans dropped on twitter i copied it all i pasted it all in chat gpt i asked it to summarize it and give me a conclusion and even chat gpt confirmed that these are allegations without any substance let me read you the response from the ai it said the following quote It's important to emphasize that these claims are presented without corroborating evidence and their veracity is subject of debate and investigation. The article appears to be making allegations rather than providing definitive proof of wrongdoing. Investigations, legal processes and fact checking are typically required to establish the truth of such claims. I'm sorry, you guys can't even fool the artificial intelligence. However, they are able to fool their audience who seems to lack any intelligence. I'm going, 
I'm going to leave it there and go to break because I'm tired of having to spend time debunking BS from Republicans. When we come back, I'm going to deal with North Korea um, getting involved with Russia and their efforts to uh, colonize, recolonize Ukraine. We'll talk about that after the patron party. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash the BPD show and get twice the content and unfiltered interviews without any of the commercial interruptions. And here we go. Very special welcome to five new patrons. Welcome to Maria Morales. Thank you so much for becoming a patron. Donald White, thank you for becoming a patron. Patrick Shanahan, thank you so much for becoming a patron. Black Lily, thank you for becoming a patron. And Sister Marilyn, I see you, sis. Thank you for becoming a patron. Turn it up. You too can become a part of this prestigious and most prodigious patron family by going to patreon.com forward slash the BPD show where you get twice the content, none of the commercial interruptions, and you get access to our upcoming revitalized and renewed patron party, patreon.com forward slash the BPD show. And we will be back right after this commercial break. Unless, of course, you're a patron. You don't get those pesky commercials. Yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to The Benjamin Dixon Show. Visit us online at TheBenjaminDixonShow.com. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. I'm trying to squeeze in as many stories as I can into this public show, but there are a couple of stories I may not get to here publicly, but I absolutely am going to talk about, at least for the patrons, the number of kids in poverty in the United States increased dramatically by 12.4% up from 7.8% the previous year. And this is specifically because of the federal programs that were cut as a result of Senator Joe Manchin. We'll discuss that and his culpability and and uh, Kirsten Cinema. Obviously, she's in there as well. Who needs Republicans when you have Democrats like that? Come with me to what I believe to be a provocation and an escalation closer to World War Three as a result of North Korea's Kim Jong Un looking for an opportunity to make himself relevant on the international stage by meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin and pledging his full support for Russia's quote-unquote just fight, as in a justified war. He also stated that he pledged that North Korea would always stand with Russia on the anti-imperialist front. I do want to talk about the specifics of why they were there, but I just have to pause and reflect on the propaganda that's coming from uh, this entire side of the war, right? To call what Vladimir Putin is doing in Ukraine anti-imperialist is simply untrue. 
He has already expressed Vladimir Putin spoke and let it be known that he is seeking to rebuild the Russian empire, literally imperialist ambitions. And to call it a just war is another example of gaslighting of the highest order, propaganda of the highest order. When you consider that it was Russian backed separatists who initiated the violence in Donbass in 2014, you consider that it was Russia that occupied Crimea in 2015. When you consider that it was Russia, Vladimir Putin specifically, who has been trying to infiltrate and influence Ukrainian politics, even to the point of, uh, of Ukrainian president Viktor Yushchenko, who is now living comfortably and peacefully safely in luxury in Russia, in Moscow, right? How is this a just war? I don't expect anything less than propaganda and gaslighting from Kim Jong-un, who is trying to make himself relevant um, by cozying up a little closer to Vladimir Putin and offering him uh, the millions. According to some analysts, they suggest that North Korea may possess tens of millions of aging artillery shells and rockets based on Soviet designs that could potentially aid the Russian army in Ukraine. So this is what he has to offer Vladimir Putin. And it's pretty much a sad state of affairs uh, in terms of Russia's military might, the second most powerful army on the face of the planet, needing to go to North Korea to get artillery shells. Uh, but this pr proves to be a phen phenomenal opportunity for uh, North Korea to become relevant or even more relevant on the international stage. And Vladimir Putin being as desperate as he is, losing the way that he is losing, obviously inflicting tremendous pain and suffering on the people of Ukraine, but this is not going the way that he wants it to go. He's having to look for help anywhere he can. Here's the one thing I do want to say about this in terms of commentary wise. It's fascinating that everyone who has cried that if you do anything against Russia, this will lead to World War III, right? If you help Ukraine, it's going to lead to World War III. If you, uh, if you interfere, or rather, if you don't interfere like Elon Musk did, we'll talk about that coming up next, then if you allow the Ukrainian people to run their operation, their strategic operation to strike the naval forces of Russia, then everyone's saying, oh, that's going to start World War III or nuclear war. I'm not noticing anyone say that North Korea injecting themselves such as they are and Vladimir Putin embracing it such as he did. He, he kept a little distance, a little plausible deniability in his meeting. He didn't welcome them completely. He didn't agree to any actual military agreement, at least publicly. Right. So he kept his distance. But no one is saying that this type of engagement is going to escalate us further into a world war when literally Kim Jong-un is inserting himself in a fashion that can easily push us one step closer to World War III. And I don't mean that in terms of hyperbole. I mean the people who are involved in this war, the nations that are directly involved in this war, or even if you want to call it the proxy nations that are involved in this war. I, it's, it's just wild how all of a sudden, when it's something that benefits Vladimir Putin's agenda, all of the same people who have been screaming at the top of their lungs that this is going to trigger World War III have said literally nothing or they have been um, said positive things. They have been uh, happy about the fact that North Korea is now trying to get into this conflict on the side of Vladimir Putin. The bottom line is, is that we are dealing with people, particularly Putin, pro-Putin propagandists, 
who are in the media, independent and mainstream media, who are inside of our Republican Party in this country. Right. We have people who are actively in this country working on behalf of Vladimir Putin. So we shouldn't be surprised that we don't see the same conversations and concerns about World War Three coming to the top of this conversation when North Korea is literally trying to inject themselves into this conflict by pro providing tens of millions of artillery shells to Vladimir Putin. Trigger warning, this next story is extremely disturbing in its casual dismissal of human life. This is the case coming out of Seattle where a cop was caught on body cam footage laughing at the scene of a fatal student crash involving another police officer. Body cam footage has surfaced revealing a Seattle police officer callously laughing and downplaying the life of a Northeastern University student who was fatally struck by another police officer. I want you to listen to the audio and listen to how this officer um, laughed at Janavi Kandula, a 23-year-old graduate student who was thrown 100 feet into the air because she was hit by an SUV going 50 miles over the speed limit and she later died. Went up on the hood, hit the windshield, then when he hit the brakes, flew off the car. But she is dead. <laughs> no, it's a regular person. Yeah. Yeah, just write a check. Just yeah, what <laughs> eleven thousand dollars? She was twenty six anyway. She had limited value. Now I'm going to get back to the specifics of the case, but I have to address that very last sentence. She was twenty six. She was actually twenty three, and she had limited value, according to this officer by the name of De well, actually Detective Daniel Arterer. Um, that type of thinking, that type of rhetoric, talking about the limited value of women, especially older women, is a popular conservative trope that is being passed around the men's rights activists and men's rights podcasts, right? The manosphere. This is a language coming directly from that. Now, that said, this is Detective Daniel Otterer, who's actually a drug recognition officer. He was at the scene and he concluded that this officer was laughing about the woman who had just gotten killed. Right. He's describing the incident. He's describing the scene. He was the same guy who concluded that the officer involved in the accident, Kevin Dave, was sober. I, I'm not really sure if we can take his assessment because if we hear him talk, you know very clearly there's no way in the world he would do anything against that officer because he's already laughing about the officer killing a young graduate student. Now, the body cam footage was uh, discovered just during a routine check by the Seattle Police Department, and they did release it. Um, Kandula, the student, was tragically thrown 100 feet into the air and um, died in the hospital a day later. I, I'm not sure 
that you need any more evidence about the type of attitude that exists in the policing agencies across this country, right? I'm not dare saying that this is something that we could lay at the feet of every police officer because I this is has to be some of the very worst that I've ever heard. And in fact, this individual is connected. The one that was laughing, he was talking to a union representative, a police union representative. Can I just say something else here? This is why police unions are not the same as any other labor union. Because they actively conspire against the rest of us. They actively conspire against the average American on behalf of the police Gestapo, on behalf of the police state. And after all this has been revealed, has he been fired? Nope. There has been an investigation launched by the Office of Police Accountability. uh, And they raised concerns about the culture within the Seattle Police Department and officer accountability. You think? No, seriously, let's pause. Do you really think there's something to be concerned about? All right, folks, that is unfortunately all the time I have for today. This has been a hectic day. I am literally... There's so many stories that I didn't get a chance to go over. I will cover them tomorrow, though. The effect of white social prejudice on support for American democracy. I have posted that on my timeline. It is my um, pinned tweet. You can go click on the link to see it for yourself. But there are some key takeaways from the study. I just want to leave you with it. The study underscores the connection between social prejudice and anti-democratic orientations among white Americans. The key findings reveal that white individuals harboring social prejudice against ethno-linguistic diversity are more likely to view democracy as a threat to their interests. Consequently, they are inclined to favor alternative forms of governance, including strongman rule and rule by the military that's the quick summary i'm out of time and i apologize to my patrons but give me this one because i have to be somewhere in 10 minutes (laughs) and um it doesn't look like i'm gonna get the rest of the show in (sighs) that said hang tight folks i'll be back tomorrow the benjamin dixon show is only possible with listener support go to www.patreon.com forward slash the bpd show and support the benjamin dixon show if you like this episode be sure to share like and subscribe